0: Log Talk Radio. As the day goes by, feel yourself in it. It's a good day to open and fly away. It's so easy to do. Eastern's got the right time. Got the right time and the right place for you. Once there was a neighborhood street. sickle seeds, a house full of love, a great place to grow, once upon, a long time ago. If only I could go back again to mom and dad. I know From once upon A long time ago I'll never fly off To Neverland I'll never travel in time All I can do is the best I can go there My mind So I Close my eyes Imagine I'm there Hide and seek Musical Chair Hot summer night And the cool winter Snow From once upon A long time Ago Smile as I look back on roads I've crossed, Traveling down memory lane, but without all of those that I loved and lost, life is not the same for all the good times. I can recall to all I've loved, God bless you all. The happiest moments that I'll ever know were once upon a long time ago. Once upon a time, once upon a time, once upon a long time ago.
1: And good afternoon, Eastern Airlines. I don't think I sounded quite like Robin Williams, (laughs) but... uh... Uh, that's what we do. We close our eyes and imagine we're there once upon a long time ago of Eastern Airlines. Well, let's see. We've got a few people on our producer's board. I'm going to start up there in New York. We've got two folks that uh, tell us about what's happening there on Long Island. I'm going to start with you, George. Jen, first, I see your number there. Hey, Neil. What's hey, Neil how are you today? Good. What's going on?
2: Uh, not too much. It's a beautiful day up here. Just the uh, start of autumn. It's about maybe 70 degrees outside. <clears throat> really sunny. Nice day. Beautiful.
1: Okay. I wish I had a layover downtown Manhattan.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, none of us have had that for a long time, you know. I know
1: it. I I felt sorry for you guys living in New York that uh, flew airplanes and couldn't lay over in your own city. Uh, I don't think you had the opportunity to lay over in Manhattan,
2: but uh, it was great. It was great. Well, I did and, when I was with my second airline.
1: There you go. Okay, yeah. Uh,
2: you got a little bit of
1: that time then. Okay, very good. And then we got Mike Scott
2: living right close to
1: George. Mike, uh, how are you on the other side? Or are you on the same side?
2: Well, we're doing pretty island. good up here. weather's well, about the same. It's a little, a little warmer here. Uh, it's in the low seventies, but partly cloudy. Okay,
1: different, about the same in in uh, Georgia's backyard, I guess.
3: And and we
1: got Mark Porter in Southern Florida. Hello, Mark.
3: Hello. It is. How's it hot, down
1: there? Is, muggy. It, is it hot and muggy? Hot and muggy and full of love bugs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I dread taking my trip 95, but love bugs. I don't think cross the uh, Florida line into Georgia, do they, you guys? I don't think they do. So at any rate, we're headed, car- <laughs> we're, we're headed to North Carolina. We're headed North Carolina, and I hope the love bugs are going to uh, they're going to stop at the border because I don't want a mustache on my car. Um, uh, and we've got uh Area Code four one five. Who might that be? Area code four one five.
4: Uh this is Bill Brusselsmith. I just uh friended Mark yesterday. And really the first time I've been on the call. Uh,
1: okay, area- Bill. Well, good to hear. Where are you? Where 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 are you calling? Well
4: from? actually I lived in San Francisco so I kept my phone number and I'm yeah. currently residing about 10 miles south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: Okay. All and I right, have to
4: well, say? It's warm and muggy here.
1: It is? All right. Well, you you'll get your chance for cool air before very long. <laughs> no
4: doubt about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was up there trying to start an airline years ago back in the uh, 90s and we we were living in Swickley trying to put an airline together and and I remember it was cold, cold, cold. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Good job. After, Good.
4: after 31 years at SFO, um, this is quite a change. Yeah. Uh, but it was for family reasons. And, you know, it was really nice selling the property I had in the city of San Francisco and buying something here. I mean, it was a very profitable. <laughs> adventure i would
1: say well if you sold anything uh if you sold anything even a dog house in san francisco you could probably buy 10 of everything anywhere else <laughs> uh
4: and that's kind of like what i do
1: <laughs> <laughs> good for you glad to hear that well uh we've got mark porter and mark has been really uh keeping us informed over the last couple of years, I think, Mark, uh, you've been giving us a report about what's happening with Eastern Airlines, and and uh, so I consider you our field reporter out there for the new Eastern Airlines, and you're keeping uh, a lot of folks informed on Facebook, and, and uh, so great that uh, you do that, Mark, and Uh, I understand you have some information about the new owners of the Eastern name, uh, and uh, perhaps you can share some right off the the bat, and then if we get any calls or any questions about uh, what uh, the new Eastern Airlines is doing uh, or hiring or anything like that, you can pass on to us. We'd appreciate it. Mark,
3: tell us about
1: the new Eastern.
3: Okay. Um Okay. Eastern 3, it's rather interesting because Eastern 3 would never have come to be if Eastern 2 hadn't failed. And the the Woolley family, which are are rather large, uh, they're the original investors, for example, in JetBlue uh, Airlines, saw a great opportunity here because John Woolley wanted to rescue the Eastern name. They were co-owners of Swift Airlines. And they swept in and they bought Eastern, too, lock, stock, and barrel, name, logos, everything, and immediately started applying the names to a small airline that the Woolley family owned called Dynamic Airlines. There were many wrinkles in the thing because they had to figure out paint schemes. They had to figure out what direction they wanted to go. Uh, Then they had to get a new CEO because the current CEO wasn't doing a good job with Dynamic he'd let him into bankruptcy. So they hired this gentleman by the name of Stephen Harst. Uh, Steve was a Tomcat Tom pilot in the Navy. He was COO for Indigo Airways. He was COO for Allegiant Airlines. So he seems pretty well positioned to lead another airline out into um, the uh, big adventure in the skies. After they'd gotten uh, the... Eastern name put on these planes that looked horrible, uh, that were 767, 200s, and 300s. They started to send them down to Peru to get a paint job, and they started to come out of Peru. Now they had a beautiful paint job and they looked pretty good. Um, the Wooly family has been very well structured at how they're going to go about creating a large. Eastern Airlines again and trying to keep it under the radar. The current Eastern fleet is nine 767-200s and 300s and one Boeing 777-200 extra range that comes out in October, with a second one joining it before the end of the year. Eastern plans to retire all its Boeing 767-200 aircraft and replacing them with Boeing 777 aircraft. Eastern has asked the Department of Transportation expansion of its fleet from 10 to 18. This was six to eight months ago. And as I'm told by my sources, that the Department of Transportation has been swamped because of COVID and is moving rather slowly. So I would expect Eastern management to ask for another expansion from the 18 to 36 range on aircraft. Eastern currently flies uh, to limited cities due to COVID because some of these countries have terrible outbreaks in COVID, which then restricts um, Eastern's operations. And now with the U.S. government implementing rules that everyone coming into the United States has to have a, a COVID vaccine, and proof of it the flying even more. I think it's a great implementation because we don't have to worry about um, people spreading the disease in our country again. But out of Miami, for example, Eastern operates to Paraguay, Uruguay, and in November they start to Brazil. In New York they operate to us uh, they operate to Ecuador five times a week. So that is really picked up. It's very good service for them and they're operating to Brazil starting in November. Those were, they were expanded to many destinations, but when they got the Department of Transportation um, to sign on and be able to give them a contract, that was worth $285 million. So you have to not um, just have your aircraft on standby, you really need to pull some aircraft aside because the Department of Transportation may want you to carry army troops on Tuesday, and you have a plane committed to Paraguay then. So then that really limited the eastern fleet with the charter and Department of Transportation down to by um, taking off four aircraft. So that expansion plan from the Department of Transportation is badly, badly needed. And with that, I am told, my sources tell me, that there is expansion going to Argentina and Bolivia and Brazilia and Panama City and more. And those are great destinations out of the United States. Um, Eastern also within the last four months has upgraded its entire fleet from cloth seats that were not in the greatest of shape to all leather seating which also makes it more sanitary and can be wiped down nicely, and has installed Wi-Fi in every airplane. But you must bring your own device. And this is the way a lot of the industry is changing anyway, because if you get 2F and the device is broken, well, then it doesn't do you any good on that flight. But if you bring your own device, laptop, tablet, anything, at least you know it's working, and just plug it into the port in every seat that Eastern provides. Six months back, Eastern hired a gentleman by the name of Mike Dugan, who was supposed to head up the Eastern Airlines cargo uh, wing of operations. And for months, we didn't really see anything happening, except they were putting cargo in the belly of the aircraft, and it wasn't very impressive. But we were told that Mike Dugan was going to get his uh, cargo company going under Eastern Airlines, and we all waited. Recently, Eastern went out, the Woolley family went out and purchased 35 Boeing 777-200 and 300 aircraft. They are large. This will make Eastern Airlines the second largest cargo operator of the Boeing 777, just behind FedEx. The expansion are, plans of the woolly fat. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just wondering when when they will have these 777s online, or when will the first one come come on the pro- their property? Um, by
3: 2022. The first ones will be operating. Mm-hmm. Currently, the 777, uh, two 777s that are coming out for the commercial fleet which will do a lot of DOD operations, Department of Defense, um, cargo will go in the belly. So you will begin to be able to move e-cargo and heavy cargo in the belly of Eastern aircraft from seven six seven and 777s today. If you mm-hmm. need to move cargo, you would contact Mike Woolley, Mike Woolley, Mike Dugan at uh, Eastern Airlines. And he would tell you the prices of what you're going to carry and what containers you're going to use um, starting today. And you could contact him through uh, iflyea.com. Um, and then and uh, starting in 2000. 2000- yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm curious about uh, where they're getting pilots to fly these aircraft and uh whether they're getting pilots that are already rated on the 777s and the 767s and uh just what their mm-hmm. hiring plan is because a lot of folks out there listening uh just might be of the age that uh, there might be opportunity here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh we've had right. a couple of our hosts that uh, want to know more about the uh hiring procedures and so forth where they're getting their their uh, pilots. Who's training them?
3: Yeah, they they just finished training Uh, I think it's 10 pilots and 10 co-pilots in Dallas, Texas Mm. on 777 simulators out there. So I assume that that's, what, five 777 aircraft? Is that about right?
1: Or four? Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, And um, I I did have the the, – where you apply to – I'm losing my hearing thing. Where you apply to – for a job, but I'll, i find it for you before the show's over. Yeah. The Woolley family, uh, didn't stop there. Let me, I'll just finish reading a little more here, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, th- they went out and they purchased Foxtrot area maintenance facility in Kansas city, uh, Missouri, and it has six large b- XTWA. So it has six large bays. And you as pilots know that these bays that are large for 747s as, as Eastern, I mean, as, yeah, Eastern had them, um, but as TWA had, um, they're perfect for putting in your 777s and having another company they purchased, which is called Florida Modification Specialists, which are located at 9200 Northwest, 112th Street in Miami, and at Kansas City International Airport at MCI. And they will do all the modifications on the 35 uh, P-2F, passenger to freight, uh, airplanes that are going to be the cargo, e-cargo aircraft of Eastern Airlines. And when these 35 are done in 2023, imagine 35 777s with the Eastern name on it flying Mm -hmm. globally. That's a lot of aircraft. Even if you get eight into New York City. Eight. And that, thank goodness they're on uh, concourse D Which is a long concourse Because you get four or five Over there in the passenger And you get uh, Seven in the cargo section Those are a lot of airplanes Mark, you said uh, P
1: to C Is that passenger to cargo Will they actually be That's doing Passenger and cargo What? What are you talking it's about? P, here? It's, 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 it's P2F, passenger to freight. P2, okay. P2F. Do, will, they cargo. will they carry passengers? Is it a QC type well, of?
3: N- well, currently they're carrying passengers and cargo, but in the commercial fleet, and the pa- and the cargo just goes below. But these yeah. air, these thirty these thirty five airplane uh, aircraft, they're going to be carrying just cargo. Now they okay. don't take out the, the flooring of the um, of the seven seven sevens. They put the e cargo on that, and they put the heavier cargo below. But my guess is, if we needed to transport troops immediately, you could put the seats quickly back in those aircraft. Uh-huh. So I think it's a you know if you had a really big emergency, because you're not taking out the flooring, so the seats could go back in. Um, but they'll still have eight Boeing 777-200s in the commercial fleet, along with the 767s. Um, Eastern is looking to expand its commercial fleet uh, to the Caribbean, Central America, and South America. I would like to see them, for example, expand it to um, Hamburg, where no one flies to, um, into um, Atonia, Um, Macedonia, uh, Romania, Hungary. These are places that are not really served in their fabulous destinations. Um, And Poland. Um, Aircraft N708, which is a Boeing 767-300, is heading down to Peru to be um, maintained and painted, and it will be the next one joining the eastern fleet. Uh, They will probably pull another 767-200, and it is their thinking that if they had just 767-300 and 777 aircraft, this would be a better fit than having 767-200, 300, and 777, and I think it's a smarter decision. Um, But Eastern desperately needs the Department of Transportation to sign on for the expansion of its fleet. And in my opinion, personal opinion, Eastern needs, like the original Eastern had, is to decide on a hub and feed it with narrow-body 737, let's say, aircraft to increase the volume because its current problem is that they don't have the volume on a lot of their destinations because they're flying cities but to secondary markets with big wide body 767s and now it will be 777. Whereas if you flew three um, sevens into Miami or into Orlando, Mickey World, and you flew out of there with your wide bodies and you're flying your narrow bodies from La, um, LaGuardia, uh, Boston, Hartford, um, Detroit. Uh, your your load factors would be rather high because a lot of people either wanting to go as tourists or people that live in those destinations from the United States um, would increase the load factors on a Boeing 767, which carries 244 passengers, and the Boeing 777-200 of Easterns, which will be coming out with 385 seats. Mark, I have a question. That's that is
4: sure. for Bill. um Sure. I'm I'm going to absolutely agree with what you're saying here, Um, even if you use 757s, which are very good um, uh, uh, operating-wise financially. um, Is there any thought that actually that's happening, or is that just a desire from several people out here, uh, former Eastern people, that would um, like to see them acquire the smaller airplanes to feed into, um, you know, a hub of some sort?
3: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I I know that Eastern Airlines wants to go fly to high-altitude airports, which, as you know, the Boeing 757 was designed for. Right. And we're looking at uh, La Paz, uh, Arequipa, Peru. Uh, these are great destinations. Uh, I don't know if it could do it out of Cusco. I really don't. I, I'm not a pilot. But um, I saw that uh, Jet Midwest, who is affiliated with Eastern, had one seven five seven for months. And then in speaking uh, with a high source from Jet Midwest, they told me that they had just acquired five, seven, five, seven in amazing shape and that I was not ready for that and I thought one maybe but then why would you acquire five seven, five, seven which would make six if they weren't going to Eastern because every aircraft almost 90% of the aircraft that Jet Midwest acquires are then bought by the Woolley family which then go to Eastern okay
4: all right so that, that's,
3: I, that's all I know. That's yeah, that's good. Thank you for the info. Mm-hmm. Best
1: airplane in the air, Bill, 757. Ever, ever fly, to. in, in my opinion. I don't know why Boeing I, ever stopped that program and went 737s oh, yeah. and the stretching and all that stuff, and they had a wonderful airplane.
3: And I don't know if these, uh, I don't know if they developed others that did not have Rolls-Royce engines, but the Woolley family loves the Rolls-Royce engine, and these have the Rolls-Royce engines on them. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I've got a question here about uh, flight attendants. Uh, I'm meeting a group of flight attendants tomorrow, and I'm the guest speaker Uh, Eastern Airlines silver liners that uh, have a chapter Mm -hmm. here in Jacksonville St. Augustine and Just uh, how uh, Where are they getting their flight attendants and what kind of I would imagine that bilingual would be the priority in hiring flight Attendants, but I'd like to maybe pass some flight attendant information along if you if you have any mark you can Uh tell
3: um yeah, most of the flight attendants I've seen that are, like, coming from the foreign countries that they're working in.
5: But I do know that they're
3: hiring flight attendants now that have, let's say, um, lost their job or um, stuff like this from other U.S. airlines. And, oh, yeah, there it is. In my head, it took me a while to find it. Uh, cobwebs, you know. It's Indeed. They go on to Indeed. They download the app and go on to Indeed. And then they they type in eastern airlines and they'll show what eastern airlines is hiring and they put in their resume and eastern will get back to them
1: oh okay that's I N D E E D. indeed
3: yeah i think so don't hold me on yeah. that neil
2: okay yeah, yeah, George, hey Mark, go ahead yeah yeah um i went on there I took a look after we spoke last week and uh I put in uh pilot and the only thing that came up for Eastern was a chief pilot position, just one position. So um, perhaps if like, as Neil had mentioned earlier, if we have some other pilots who, you know, would like to uh, apply for a job there, you could have somewhere where they could either call someone or email them or send a resume. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um...
3: I think – I don't think it wouldn't hurt if you went on to um, the Eastern Airlines page. And they always have these people that will chat with you, you know. Um, and I don't think it would hurt if you just said to them, you know, where um, can I apply? I'm a, Let's say I'm a pilot or I'm a flight attendant uh, and I uh, or I'm a mechanic. And uh, where can – can you tell anyone there in
2: Eastern – That I'm looking for a job. I can't. I can't believe that
3: it's all through
2: Indeed. Eastern Airlines pay. I don't understand what you're saying. What what page? Oh, you know, like
3: you want you'd go you'd want to go and book a flight. So when you're talking with these people at Eastern that are ready to take a flight, they also pass on messages to the higher ups. You know
2: the windows that pop up. You know what I'm talking about I I don't know what you mean by Eastern Airlines page. That's what I'm asking. Oh, are you well, talking? If you about go
4: to Eastern Airlines reservation
3: number,
2: right? Because if you go yeah. to
3: iFlyEA.com, EA. yeah, that pops up Eastern. Okay.
2: Okay. All right.
3: And I think even though their 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 destinations are limited now, you know, we've been ravaged by COVID. So um, I wasn't sure how Eastern was going to make it with all the destinations they were going to. You know, they were going to, you know, Anchorage, Alaska. They were going to Mexico. They were going to uh, Los Cabos. They were going to Mexico City. They were going to Dominican Republic. They were going to Aruba. They were going to – these are destinations they also pulled out of. But then the COVID hit. And you're only flying out of Miami and New York, with your secondary destinations being Philadelphia, Boston, and uh, they're tinkering on Houston. But you don't do any advertising. How do people get to know you? You need to spend the bucks. I can remember ads from Eastern Airlines, the original Eastern, and they had ads plastered everywhere. Yeah. That's true.
1: Well, you know, I uh, was uh, surprised that version two point zero Ed Wiggles' airline didn't take up the employees that responded quickly after version two point zero uh, was put together, and and I communicated with Ed quite a few times and. Even proposed a first inaugural flight with a full load uh, to San Juan overnight, and had a plan, a package offered. And by golly, we filled up the airplane. And uh, mm-hmm. but I told him, I said, you know, it would be impressive, but we had a problem. He he, he couldn't leave the airplane overnight uh, to uh, because he had other demands for it. But I said, what advertising? that would be to bring another Eastern mm-hmm. Airlines, same, same paint job, everything, back to San Juan. And I uh, even mm-hmm. talked to yeah. the Chamber of Commerce there. They were excited about the fact that mm-hmm. Eastern was going to possibly fly their first flight into San Juan, which did not happen, but instead yeah. they chose. And, and uh, I would have done the same thing had I been Ed to fly the uh the war veterans up to Washington, and that was a great, to, I think, uh, uh marketing plan there that they had. And so that, that was their, great. Yeah, that was our first beautiful. flight. And,
3: yeah. and, and, and you have a really good point here, too, because, and if you can be taken almost out of context, but if you're flying an airplane that is 60% full of your 244 seats, but you could increase that to 80% full, if you're asked, offering big, big discounts to ex Eastern employees, you're, you're making yep. money because an empty seat an empty seat does you no good, zero. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's why I think um, we've got flights here eighty nine dollars round trip to Los Angeles from Jacksonville, and that's on mm-hmm. JetBlue, but uh, nonstop. stop. Right. And uh, but that, the empty seats have been going out. Until now, they've got this campaign eighty nine dollars round trip to L A. How in the mm. world can you offer a seat well, like I that?
3: Mean, and if you think about a seven six seven, it burns like I don't know. I think it's four thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Uh, what was that gallons? I think gallons of of kerosene an hour. Yeah. And some of the flights are I think it's nine or ten hours, something like this. And if you're going only half full. I mean, it's a massive loss, you know what
4: I mean?
0: Mark, yeah, do they have, so nice uh, have any...
3: a,
4: a conversation with Eastern Threes marketing people. It would be nice.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's extended the invitation to all these folks, Bill. Hopefully, uh, one of them will take him up on it and come on our show and tell us um, a little bit more about uh, the, their plans and how the Eastern employees. We still, we're still. Some of us are still around.
3: We're we're not uh, finished yet. And uh, I mean, so it's I free the, advertising for Eastern. It's yeah, free advertising.
1: Absolutely, you
3: can't buy something this good. Yeah, uh, Joe, uh, Mike, you had a, a question you were going to
1: ask.
2: Yeah, if if there's any information on it, I just was thinking when Mark was talking about the fuel, I guess they have some kind of a, a an arrangement made through all these different countries and stuff with, in lieu of the fuel prices doing what they're doing. If they have some kind of uh, bulk fuel or contract fuels uh, set up for all these different airplanes that they're going to be using, yeah. I would
3: hope so. I I can't speak on that. I would hope that the yeah. The Wooly Woolley family, uh, which is a very smart, well organized, you know, like Richard Woolley owns uh, is CEO for Alta. Alta had a three hundred million dollar investment from Japanese corporations because under an under a under a holding company, you can have more than fifty percent investment from foreign investors. So you take the three hundred and the two hundred eighty five from the US government, now Eastern's almost uh, at five what's that, five eighty five. And then the Woolley family kicks in their millions, so they're operating close to 700 million dollars, and they only have 10 airplanes. They just go out, went out and purchased, but so right now they're operating 10 airplanes. So imagine how loaded with cash they are. Mm. Yeah. Huh. And it's very smart. Mark, very smart you know they go, uh,
2: out. go ahead. George George, go yeah, ahead?: Yeah, I went, I went on, the, uh, on the website, iflyea.com. And it seems that everything on there is, you know, about the airline, where they fly, things like mm-hmm. that. But there's nothing on there that I could find where uh, a person might apply for a job where they would even, you know, write because there's three right. addresses on.
3: Right. Um, not on there, but if you, like, if you scrolled, if did that little window up, open up for you yet in the bottom right? We what, what's uh, yeah, a little blue window. one. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. And just write in there, you know, that you're interested in you know, you have you're interested in if someone's interested in working for Eastern, where do they apply to? I'm sure they'll say indeed, but they may they may be now formulating a different in house hiring capacity.
2: Mainly right, mainly well, probably well, just, just for
3: flight attendants.
2: Well I just went on there and uh under general questions it came up if you need to book please call and put some number or to avoid the long wait time go to that website again but then there's nothing else you can put in there about where to go for a job i mean this isn't for me it's just a uh for a friend of mine you know right no i mean th- th- their, their um
3: their advertising is on instagram and facebook and a few ads on in foreign countries But it's staggering how they won't open up. I mean, they'll go out and buy 35 aircraft, you know, Boeing 777. That's not cheap, even though they're used. And they won't spend a few million on advertising Eastern Airlines, its growth, and where it's flying to. You can do a 15-minute ad that does not cost
2: you that much. Yeah, well, that's that's true. I mean, I live in New York here. I've never seen an ad for them, but – But the point is that where does somebody go to find out where to apply for a job? There's nothing on that website about it.
3: No, on Indeed. And you can fill
2: in in Indeed. You can fill in
3: Indeed, which is a good thing. Let's say follow Eastern Airlines. At any job opening that Eastern Airlines has, it will pop into your website, into your uh, email address immediately.
2: Well, I understand, but it seems that if they they purchase all these airplanes, they need <laughs> to get pilots pilots to fly them. And when I I did what you had suggested the other day, I went on Indeed, and like I said, the only uh, Eastern Airline pilot jobs and the only job and the only thing that came up was a chief pilot job for a Boeing 777. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I believe that's what it was. I, I don't recall. Yeah. Yeah, well,
3: it's
1: the airline is how old now? About a year and a half, Mark.
3: Mm, that's correct, yeah.
1: About a year and a half, so they've got so they still some got a lot growing of to do. To yeah, yeah.
4: And really, I mean, COVID is kind of wrecking a lot of the plans. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they had grand plans, and they were going to do. They were going to do U.S. Um, service from airport, to, you know, Detroit, New York, Chicago, to like a hub in Miami with 747s. And they have five 747, eight But then evidently COVID and everything, that changed. And you can carry a lot of passengers with a 747. But um, mm-hmm. they were going to serve Houston and Dallas. I don't see them serving Houston and Dallas. I had suggested L.A. uh, to South America because no one really does good service there. And they started to, but then pulled out and they didn't even take off. And that's also another problem with COVID because out of L.A., no one really services Ecuador much or Argentina or Brazil into L.A. I don't think one U.S. airline does. Um, And that's a huge city. And if you're flying point-to-point point, like Eastern is, you better fly out of the big markets. Mark, uh, you, you – Hello? Hello?
1: How are you yeah, going about to... – yeah, yeah, here we go. How, how are you going about making contact with these people that you're making these suggestions to? Uh, You you must have an inside source there that you're you're picking somebody's brain, and uh, uh, you uh, you probably don't want to reveal that, but uh, uh, is it hard to communicate
3: with these folks? Apparently not for you.
4: Um,
3: They take the information and they use it, um, but they won't let, for example, me know that it's my information, but I have it all documented. You know, if I say fly to Guayaquil and all of a sudden, you know, two months later they start flying to Guayaquil, well, it's not like it was their own idea. Yeah. You know, so every single destination Eastern flies to right now, I recommend it to Eastern Airlines. Every single mm. one.
2: Bill, was that a comment from you? just seems to I'm me they've got to get the word far. out there. If nobody knows about it, it's really, you know, all in vain or for naught, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. I was speaking to people at my church the other day that I was going to have this great program on Monday on Eastern Airlines. And they go, it's dead. And I said, no, no, it's back. Yeah. I mean, so, and that's, you know, and that's here in Central Florida. That's a U.S. market, not even a foreign market. But no one knows that Eastern is alive again. And I told yeah, them where they were right. flying and they go, one, one girl said, oh, I always wanted to go to Paraguay. So they might go on another airline.
1: Well, you know, uh, version 2.0, when Ed Wiggle started, uh, he got the um, interest of the Miami Chamber of Commerce and uh, mm-hmm. the movers and shakers of the Miami area. And they were very excited mm-hmm. about that, that uh, here Eastern Airlines was uh, coming back to life. And he took advantage of that. So he did some pretty good marketing, but that was just low bone. Mm-hmm. He didn't carry it beyond that, I don't think.
3: Yeah, uh, sort of good reason. I mean, he was he was small right there in Miami. He had the seven. Yeah. But you see, this Eastern, uh, the Kenneth's Bully family just went over and purchased Two Airways, which is an airline out of Crete and which is co-owned with the X. Ex- El Al owner, who has a huge maintenance facility in Israel, who takes care of the Israeli Air Force and commercial jets. So if you see the maintenance facilities, the Woolley family owns one, two, and then this one in Crete. Um, There's one maintenance facility that hasn't been announced yet, so I can't say which one they just purchased, but uh, it's large. Boy, apparently
1: it's easy for people to uh, like uh, people with money, like the Woolies, to go and buy airlines in other countries. But someone from another country buying interest into an American-owned airline, which it used to be, and I don't know, I think it still is. They can't own mm-hmm. more than what twenty-five percent. I think it's.
3: I think America. it's forty-nine. I think it's forty-nine
1: well they've gone up with it then
3: because it used to be but 20 or 25%. But if you look at a lot of, if you look at a lot of the US companies they're turn, turning their airlines into holding companies
5: because mm-hmm.
3: you can own more than 50% on a holding company. So if it's Braniff uh Airlines Holding well now you can have investors from Japan owning, you know, 51% of that. Yeah. yeah, well, China was
1: going to be a big investor with the uh, version 2.0 with that Chinese airplane, the uh, C919, I think it was, mm-hmm. which finally is out there. And I think it's getting approval now. All uh, right. they got, you got it. But they were going to make a heavy investment in the 2.0. And
3: that actually might have been, it might have been a good uh, investment-wise because the Chinese yeah. have tons of money. Yeah.
1: Well, no music today, folks. We didn't play any music, but this was very, very good information, Mark. And I for sure appreciate you uh, bringing all this information to us. And I hope you can make contact with someone there and offer them a, um, a place on our radio show. And we've had the past presidents on the radio show from... Floyd Hall, we had him on three times, and shortly before his death, and uh, Ed Weagle came on, and so sure would like to hear some uh, some uh, higher uppers there with uh, with the eastern eastern brand.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I think the the perfect one to have on the show would be Mike Dugan, because he's setting up this exciting wing of eastern the cargo section and he has fabulous past experience with you know atlas and all these great cargo companies and eastern has uh contracts with dhl so the way i see it and there's a rumor that i have is that a lot of the eastern aircraft the 73 the 777 the 35 of them They will be leased out during the, let's say, holidays when Amazon and FedEx and the UPS and everything don't have enough aircraft. And then Eastern will fill in their aircraft, and they'll be leasing some out because they won't have enough pilots to begin with.
1: Well, I haven't stayed updated with the mask situation. Are all the airlines now requiring their passengers to wear masks?
3: As, as I know it, yes. Hmm. I mean, uh, the the HEPA filters is is it's cleaner than than my place because my little filters that comes from public filter out. I think it's ninety seven point nine percent of all the viruses in the air. Well, I, I love that seven five seven because
1: the cockpit crew had their own oxygen <laughs> and uh, we didn't have to share it with the passengers. In the past years, <laughs> you remember that, guys?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I way.
3: I told an American Airlines agent of 757 when it pulled in, I said, oh, cool, a 757? He said, give me your tickets. Next thing I know, I was in first class all yeah. the way. That was great. Yeah. I, it flies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That, pilots must have so much fun with it because that thing – Really, they fly it around, they rev it, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, these Horrible. these cargo containers in the seven sevens 7s in the stretch airplane, they must be pretty large. Uh, I remember, you know, the Airbus, uh, the A300 had huge, you could play ping pong in the uh, cargo compartments. And uh, they were huge. And I'm sure all these wide bodies have about the same capacity
3: in the belly. Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, I wanted to say D two and D three, I can look it up for you, but I'm, I'm not oh, sure okay. But they were. They were very big. Yeah. And but of course uh, the thing that because if the seven seven sevens will not have cargo doors until 2023, all the whole fleet. So the whole top floor has to be loaded by hand. Mm. Wow.
5: Yeah, so project. that's very
3: time time consuming. Yeah, but after, after
4: Eastern, I was on uh, worked for a cargo company there in San Francisco, and we Uh-oh. ground handled Singapore Airlines and Korean Airlines seven forty seven freighters, and oh.
1: it's,
4: the interior is it's just amazing. The size of what you could put in those airplanes.
1: Yeah. Can imagine. And quite
4: honestly, yeah, these every, are every day they were packed full.
3: Yeah, Mike, yeah, these are these are.
1: Oh, go ahead, Mark.
3: I mean, these are you know thirty five. I, I just can't if you have, if you know, I mean, you guys do, but it, people out there should realize thirty five Boeing seven seven sevens, two hundred three hundred,
2: Yeah.
1: It ain't happening yet, Mark. But uh, but
3: uh,
1: I, I but, hope is- I hope they do what they their plan calls for.
3: The seven 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 two hundred has available of ten thousand to fourteen thousand cubic feet, or sixty five to seventy five tons. Mm. That's all. That's a lot of cargo. No doubt.
1: The- Those airplanes <clears throat> they were using to. Bring the troops home from uh, Afghanistan. Seven six seven. Is that what they were? Seven sixes.
3: Seven six seven. Yeah. And the
1: and the military where they all crammed them into the. They were freighters. They were seven six seven freighters.
3: No passenger. You mean the eastern ones?
1: Yeah. The military was all. That was those were there were no seats in there because all those what four hundred people or 600 or 800, I've heard different numbers oh, of but you're
3: folks. Oh, mili- you're talking about yeah, the military. Show. Yeah, what kind of airplane oh, was yeah. that?
1: Anybody know that?
3: That was, uh, C-17. what was that?
1: C-17s? C-17s. Yeah.
3: yeah. So the Which... 767 will have LD-8 containers and the LD-8 DQF and the... 777 will have LD-3. I
1: have to look those up. These containers. These are huge. Well, I was in the cargo business for a short time, and I had two DC-4 uh, Freddie Laker converted DC-4 freighters. And if you've ever seen one of those airplanes, you'll never forget it. It shows up in my nightmares from time to time, <laughs> but it was a, it was an idea Freddie Laker had of putting a a nose that swung open and you had a ramp that you drive four cars. I think it was four, yeah, four cars into the uh, freight side of the DC four, and you flew them. From London to Paris that was the idea and seats for the drive for the owners of the cars were installed as well well we had two of those beasts and couldn't keep them in the air because no one knew how to maintain those round engines and um, so that was my experience with the freight business Well, guys, it's been great. It's been really great information that you provided. I wish I could record this and play it at my speech tomorrow to the flight attendants because I'm sure they would really be interested in what's happening to version 3.0. Well,
3: if you have any questions, call me, and in the meantime, I'll try and work on the flight attendant thing.
1: Okay, flight attendants, and there was another question. Oh, yeah, work on how folks can send resumes to to the company.
3: Yeah, that's all through Indeed. You type yeah. in Indeed, I-N-D-E-D, and up will come the website, and it will say applications yeah. and stuff and airline, and you just type in Eastern, yeah. and
1: even if that's it doesn't st-
3: have much, just send in a resume.
1: Yeah, it's a staffing uh,
3: application, I guess. Because yeah. they need more pilots and they need more flight attendants.
2: And yeah, well, it looks like to
1: me, if they really need them, then they would uh, make an effort to get the word out.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, but the ones, for example, going into Brazil, I'm not sure they have many Brazilians that or, or women that can speak Portuguese yeah. going into Brazil. And that will be a huge problem. I, huh. I know that that country
1: okay anybody
3: else have any
1: special announcements or uh, any critical information you want to share
2: <laughs> before <laughs> nothing critical <laughs> well, nothing critical huh?
1: well i'm gonna let merle merle haggard do his thing and it's about the end of our hour so mark thank you very much for being with us today giving us this information. And uh, we'll talk about it some more in future shows, for sure. So, okay, folks, uh, we had upon a long time ago. We've been back there in our minds as the song goes. But right now, we're going to let Earl Haggard take us out of here. So long, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.
5: Fading out of sight Don't leave me I cry Don't take that Airplane ride But you locked me Out of your mind And left me standing Here behind Silver We're in flight they're taking you away, and leaving me lonely. Silver wings slowly fading out of sight. Taking you away and leaving me lonely. Silver wings, slowly fading out of sight.
1: Slowly fading
2: out of sight. Well, we're going to slowly
1: fade out of sight. Mark, Mike, thanks for being with me.
2: Hey, okay. chucks are ready, see
1: ya. See
3: you
2: Bye. next week.